Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is live and all new, brand new. Yeah. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on the Facebook Dot com, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there is Yanni McGee. <laughs> I'm sorry, is is this show boring you, Ashley Pickle? Uh, just you. It's freaking cold in here, man. It's pretty cold in here. It is so cold. I've been sitting in here all morning, and it's like negative degrees can't relate i have a burning fever from coronavirus so it's all good for me get uh, out <laughs> i don't have the virus don't worry at least not that i know of. maybe i do it's just fixing to go down to san antonio though so yep. he might he might actually have the virus come next week. i hope not commenting on that i hope <laughs> although i read something today that they're thinking about um um aren't they thinking about suspend or like uh like postponing south by southwest mm-hmm Oh, wow. I had a friend who's, uh, I can't say which company, but they're not coming down. Yeah, so. well, and so... Ooh, I heard something on the radio today that actually five Dallas police officers were put on leave for a little while because they were going to arrest a guy, and he said, I've got coronavirus, so he could delay getting arrested. Turns out he didn't have it, so they're back. But, I mean, he was he was thinking. <laughs> I gotta tell <laughs> he had you, his thinking that cap on. seems pretty smart. Um, they're back at work now, though. He didn't have it, so... Good. Good for our Dallas yes, police officers, very, but very good. I thought I, I I chuckled a little bit at that. Uh, very good. I, here's a here's a hot prediction that is somebody's going to clip and absolutely roast me whenever the time comes and whenever I'm 100 percent wrong. Mm-hmm. It's March third. I don't think the Olympics are going to happen. Ooh. That's a good point. Where it's are they at? Japan. They're in Tokyo. Oh yeah, and it's uh, the Summer Olympics, isn't it? It's Summer Olympics, so it's coming oh, up. Counterpoint. Oh, man. Yeah, Olympics are more corrupt than you think. Ooh, good point. That is very good, good point. point. We talk about corruption. I was going to say. The IOC is yeah. number one on that list, Dude, buddy. By the way, that's Ishmael Johnson. He's here, too. Uh, those are the other dulcet tones you hear. Yeah, that's um, that's a good point, man. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to pass up money for yeah. public health. Yeah. 
No. Ooh, you Come know on, what? No. Rescinded. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're definitely happening, and people are going. Countries to get super will pull sick. out, but yeah, I was going to say I think thing. the only way that they're not going to be like a success story is the fact that yeah, people are going to say. I'm not going over there. Yeah. You know, like when, when the athletes start saying, right. no, we're not doing that's that, that's the when they way. start yeah, running yeah. into issue. Uh, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Jacob, John, Nicholas, Morton, Tony, and Rob Hathaway. Welcome Hi in, guys. Friends. Today is Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020. 268 days until Thanksgiving, an actual Super Thursday. Uh, episode 914, 914, the number of plate appearances for Dave Hostetler. His illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's program, uh, I crunched some numbers, and I've got some people uh, to talk about who, for the realignment perspective, uh, that the road got significantly tougher. We're going to talk about that. In the back half of the show, we've been waiting for it. It's Ashley Pickles' mariachi adventure. Yeet. <laughs> uh, I am extremely excited to hear all about this. I believe we have some, uh, some, some, we have a, a, a piece from there. Right, we do actually. Wow. Yes, we With sure post production do. and everything. <laughs> what what a time to be alive! It really is. Uh, anyway, so that's coming up here at the back half of the show. If you stick with us on this episode nine fourteen of Texas Football Today, but first, let's talk a little bit about realignment. It has been, believe it or not, I think it's a month ago today. Well, month, but February is such a half-ass month. <laughs> Um, Actually, there was extra February this year. That is true. Yeah, there but was more February. Yeah, so even when there's even when there's <laughs> extra February, still comes up short. short. Okay, that's a that's a. I would love to. I don't know. Oh, that's getting too far into calendar talk. Of like, how did we figure out that like February was going to be short? <sighs> it's yeah, a it's a scientific thing. <laughs> I hate it. It's gotta be. It's sure. gotta be something with what you science. said. Time is on. You said that super confidently <laughs> and super vaguely. Of like, it's a science thing. The calendar's arbitrary. They could have just said, "Yeah, there's this." Like we're February, we're gonna well, have we're gonna have like a couple months thing. with 29 and not February. I don't know. Yeah, it's why weird. are there 365 like, days? Now, like it's know, all science. I do know that's well, the answer to everything. Well, but science. I do know like the 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 leap day, yeah. which we didn't get to celebrate. But leap day is because like technically, isn't the like, the, the you're about to say something that revolves around science. You're no, for sure. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. But the leap day is because technically, uh, the rotation around the sun is 365 and a quarter days, mm-hmm. yes. right? And so we have to build in an extra day instead mm-hmm. of like, you know, taking an extra eight hours and tacking them on for, for funsies sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, point is, mm-hmm. it's been a month since realignment, <laughs> right? There you go. God, we um, got off the tracks on that. <laughs> back around. Um, this is what happens when we're not live for a while, guys. Um, it's been about a month since realignment. And so kind of the dust has settled. All the appeals have been heard. And by the way, if you didn't hear, there's a great piece denied. on textfootball.com. All of them, all the football ones were denied. I think there was like a volleyball one or a basketball one yeah. that got approved. I think approved. you said volleyball. Yeah, it was volleyball, I think it was. Yeah, like Saginaw. Something like someone that. Someone like that. Anyway, there was one, but from the Texas high school football perspective, all of the appeals were denied. So we have our districts set. There may be still like one small move mm-hmm. we'll see, or there may be teams that say we're not going to field a team in 2020. But in the end – Realignment and the districts for Texas high school football for the next two years are percent set. As a result, I took I took a look at some numbers and I crunched a little bit of, of the data, uh, and I took a look at some teams whose road got tougher because of UIL realignment. 
Uh, the way I did it was I used our computer rankings from our friends, uh, from our friend Jerry Forrest at pickskinprep.com, and I, I just kind of crunched some numbers, did some data digging, uh, and specifically what I did was I focused on teams that didn't change uh, classifications. Mm. I don't think it's a, a stretch to say that things probably got tougher for a team like San Antonio Wagner, mm-hmm. who is moving up from Class 5A Division One up to Class 6A. Not a stretch to say things got more difficult for San Antonio Wagner. But, and it's on, the, on the same token, it's probably fair to say that teams that drop down a classification, things probably got a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. So it, for the sake of kind of an easier way to, to slice things, I focused only on teams that didn't change divisions or didn't change classifications. As a result, I got a, a, a number of teams that it, it struck me, and the numbers kind of point out how much more difficult got th- things got for them. We're going to start with Alvarado. And this was one that, that I mentioned even like when things first came out. It was, this was an initial reaction that things got more difficult for Alvarado. They're moving uh, from District 8. They're in 4A Division 1. They're moving from District 8, 4A Division 1 to District 5, 4A Division 1. You're thinking, okay, well, the number change. What does that mean? They're moving out of a district with teams like Dallas Pinkston and Wilmer Hutchins and Dallas Hillcrest and North Dallas, some Dallas ISD teams. And instead, they get thrown in with Waco La Vega and Brownwood and Midlothian Heritage and Stephenville. And by the way, a pretty darn decent Waxahachie life squad. Mm-hmm. So things got significantly tougher, I would say, for Alvarado. Uh, another t- another group of teams that I feel like we, that flies under the radar, maybe it's because we all got so starry-eyed on, on realignment. I feel like we're not talking enough about how uh, how much the Umble schools uh, got mm. got hammered. Yeah. Okay? Man. Because, so we're talking about Atascacita, Umble, mm. Summer Creek, and Kingwood. Yeah. Okay, specifically. Because they are moving from District 22 over to District 21. And again, you're thinking, okay, well, just one, one district number. What does that matter? They're getting away from the Pasadena schools, Pasadena mm-hmm. Memorial, Pasadena Sam Houston, um, uh, uh, South Houston, uh, Pasadena Rayburn, and Pasadena, as well as Pasadena Adobe. And instead, they get thrown in with Galena Park North Shore, Beaumont Westbrook, Westbrook, and C.E. King, C. E. King yeah. who's not lunch meat either. And yeah. okay? that is less than ideal. Right. I think Atascacita has to take the uh, the Rorschach approach to this. Like, we're looking at North Shore. It's like, you're not, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> <laughs> They kind of have yeah, to exactly. have that mentality with it yeah. <laughs> to yeah. survive. It is. Be like, nah, man. They're like, let's go. But that's the thing is that, like, Atascacita, for example, last year was, I thought, far and away the best team in that district. Mm-hmm. Like, now? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Atascacita is still really good. They lose third, a fair amount from this year. Probably. But, like, you know, depending on what you think of Westbrook, yeah, they're either second or third mm-hmm. in that district. Not to mention that you're talking about those Umble schools. Like, Umble and Kingwood, I believe, both made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Now, those teams are going to be fighting for fourth, fifth place, right? So things got significantly tougher for the Umble schools. Uh, from the six-man perspective, Happy oh, is, yeah. is, is <laughs> displeased, let's say. Um, 
they get out of it. And it's not like their district was was bad last time around. They were in with Petersburg, Nazareth, who's not bad, Hart, and Lorenzo. But they get in with McLean mm-hmm. and White, White Deer, Deer. and <laughs> Turkey Valley, by yeah. the way. Plus, you have a, a team that we don't know about, a team dropping down from the 11-man ranks in Claude. Mm-hmm. They're dropping down from the 11-man ranks to the 6-man ranks. We don't know what to make of them. As a result, things got significantly more difficult for Happy uh, there in District 1, even though they just moved from District 2 to District 1. Uh, we mentioned it before, but Duncanville, uh, I yeah, think it's fair. Just getting thrown into the, like, we the Cedar Hill, DeSoto. Yeah, like, like, I think we all got really excited. We're like, oh, man, like they get in with DeSoto, uh, De Cedar Hill, Hewitt Midway, Mansfield Schools. That's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. And it's true from our perspective. Objectively, yes. <laughs> but – not like, from theirs. <laughs> you've also got to look at who they're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. Like, they're getting out of... They're moving from Richardson ISD and Dallas ISD with Molina and White and into one of the most difficult districts in the state. Yeah. So, it's it's not just that they're in a tough district. Mm-hmm. It's that they're moving from a district that they really dominated the past couple of years. Sure. And to go from that to this, that is a, that is a spicy meatball, as they say. <laughs> um, next up. Lake Worth, the Bullfrogs. Let's talk about the Bullfrogs here. Phenomenal for a mascot. Great mascot. Objectively great mascot. <laughs> but Lake Worth gets out of the Fort Worth district, right? They're out from uh, they they were with Kennedale, and Kennedale's certainly very good. Mm-hmm. But the other teams are Dunbar, Castleberry, Benbrook, Diamond Hill, Jarvis, Western Hills, like teams from Fort Worth ISD that tend to struggle, right? And instead, they get thrown in with Springtown Decatur, Wichita Falls Hershey, Gainesville, who is not lunch meat, by the mm-hmm. way. And Burke Burnett. That is... Does Decatur have a lot of people returning? Because I know that we were fairly high on them last year. Fuller's leaving. Yeah, they lose their quarterback. Um, okay. Which, that's the big one. But I, I haven't really checked. I, I want to say, like, a, at least a two-and-a-half-year starter. Maybe a three-year starter. Yeah. Right. When did he take over? Roman Fuller. I guess maybe, like, his sophomore year. Right. But point is, yeah, they, they like, they're not going away. Right. That's a program you can count on. Springtown, I don't think, is going away, even though they have to do a little bit of reloading. Uh, Hershey, like, you never know. Like, that is a team that runs really hot and really cold. Uh, but when they run really hot, it's they're very difficult to stop. So, it's a tough draw for Lake Worth. Also a tough draw for Stafford. Uh, now, Stafford was in a district this past time around with Navasota. Navasota, pretty good. But they were also in with a bunch of Houston ISD teams. Okay? Wheatley, Fur, Yates, North Forest, Worthing. Right? Now they get thrown in with El Campo, mm-hmm. West Columbia, Needville, although they replaced... Uh, Ashton Stratic, yep. uh, Brazosport, and Bay City. That is tough. They go from, again, what we're talking about is comparison. Mm-hmm. It's not just that they're in a tough district. It's that they're going from a relatively manageable district into a very to difficult a tough district. district. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And finally, I want to talk about Jasper. Mm-hmm. Jasper is moving from District 9 to District 10, but it's who gets thrown in there with them. They were with Center, Shepard, Huntington, and Cleveland Tarkington. Uh, only the only other team with an above uh, 500 record in that district was Censor. They went six and five. Now they get thrown in with Carthage. Yep. And <laughs> and look, that's obviously difficult. But I also I also kind of want to focus on the fact uh, that that like they're also in there with Madisonville, and I know Madisonville went two and eight last year. But one thing I would say is that Madisonville would have been, I think, the third best team in that in their district last year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like from a r- rankings perspective, they would have been the third best team in that district. So it's not just, oh yeah, by the way, you've got the defending four A Division One champs dropping down into your district. 
But it's also that, like, I think that, that overall they, they got into a, a tougher district uh, as a whole. So when you take a look at those, the, those districts, that is something that, that really jumps to mind is it's not just that you've got that high-profile squad, but also the teams that kind of fill in the gaps I I there as well, For sure. uh, that they move into Region 3 out of uh, from District 8, Madisonville does. They move from Region 2 to Region 3, and I think that's going to make things more difficult as well. Uh, I'm going to try to put together a piece on TexasFootball.com about these, uh, these numbers, but uh, those are teams that, when you take a look at the numbers from a realignment perspective, uh, the UIL did not do them any favors, and things got significantly more difficult, despite the fact that they did not change districts, or divisions, rather, or... Uh, or classifications. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. If you want the 2020 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you before it hits store shelves... If you want to save yourself a trip, and wives, if you want to save from being in the car while your husband drives around looking <laughs> for that thing, this is a convenience. Textfootball.com slash insider makes a great gift as well. You get online content as well, including uh, recruiting analysis from the next level athlete, the Texasfootball.com slash recruiting, access to our archives, all 60 editions of Dave Campbell's Texas Football digitized, uh, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, online for insiders only. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. All right. We're going to give a lot of the floor here to uh, to the Dutch and <laughs> the Dorks here, Ashley Pickle, because Ashley uh, got on the road. You're a road warrior. Mm -hmm. uh, what, two weeks ago? Yep, two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Two weeks ago, you went down to the Rio Grande Valley. Flew in a Harlan gym, is that right? Uh, no, McAllen. McAllen. Mm. Flew in a McAllen. Uh, and you were down there not just because you love the Rio Grande Valley. Which I do. But because <laughs> of a very specific event that you were very hyped about. Mm -hmm. Tell us about it. Um, do we want to show the video first or do we want to... Whatever. Go this, this is your show. Go into You're in control. Okay. Uh, yes, I was down there for the 2020 State UIL Mariachi Festival. So for those of you who don't know, yes, there is a State Mariachi Festival. It's a competition just like you would probably see in a marching band um, except it's mm -hmm. indoors and it's a little bit different music so I do have a piece over it should I oh I could do my best Tepper impression here please do on starting a video okay um let's go Ashley Pickle was down in the Rio Grande Valley to capture the sights and sounds of the UIL State Mariachi Festival here is our Conversation <laughs> overview of the 2020 UIL State Mariachi Festival here on Texas Football Today. <laughs> and they begin your performance for the 2020 UIL State Mariachi Festival. I think it's it's huge. I mean, these schools love this music, the kids love this music, the parents love this music, and so we're thrilled that we have a venue in this part of the state where we can host a state-level event. Um, so that in itself is significant, to have a state-level event here in South Texas, but especially to have the State Mariachi Festival here in South Texas is tremendous. 
it goes back so many generations. Like our, our grandparents, they would play it around us. Our parents grew up listening to it as well. And so they raised us around that music and we just, we know so much and we recognize it so easily that we just can't help but have a passion for it. community is enthralled with mariachi. It's everywhere we go, so being able to, having the ability to come back and, and perform for everyone here makes it that much more special, and everyone's involved and knows all the music and sing along, clap, and it, it just makes it very special. It gives hope, and it gives, um, you know, inspiration to these kids that might not have otherwise taken a, a route, an educational route in their life, and they see that they can actually do this, something that comes from their culture, and they can study it, and they can go out and work in this field. It's, it's a huge thing, and I think it's really, it has changed a lot of lives, and it will continue to do so. It's part of who we are and where we come from, and, and I think of it as a blessing to have that culture within us and that music. This is a memory that they will cherish for a very, very long time. And there it is, our video recap of the 2020 UIL State Mariachi Festival. I think I did pretty good on that. Yeah, it was okay. I like when you go into reporter voice. <laughs> well, that's, how okay. Tepper, that's what Tepper does. Yeah. <laughs> It was okay. I thought that I, I, let's workshop it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I there's there's it's there's not bad. there's stuff to build on. There is yeah. room let's, for improvement, yeah. but it was on. not a good good base. Good base. Good place to yeah. start. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So so take us through a little bit about uh, where was it? What did you like? What was the setup of this whole thing? Because I, I feel like this is one of those events mm-hmm. that most people don't know exists. Right. Yeah, it was it was very, very cool. So first off, I had never been down to the uh, UTRGV campus. Um, mm-hmm. It is awesome. There's palm trees everywhere. The weather's fantastic. It's, it's a really, really pretty campus. Um, so they were set up, and the festival was held inside the Performing Arts Center right at the front of campus. Um, we had our sponsors, HEB, out there. They had a giant life-size, like, Plinko game, so that was cool. And then when you uh, – awesome. Yeah, when you when you walk in, there are just buses of kids filing in and out in all the different costumes with the sombreros and everything like that. And, yeah, they get to go back, uh, get a little warm-up session in, and then they, they take the stage. And as you can see on the stage, I mean, there's just rows of microphones. And it's really cool, too, because – they have like the four microphones at the front because during each song they get three different songs that they perform and during each okay. song they'll have like a different person from the band come up and, and sing or do a trumpet solo or a violin solo or something like that and what really blew my mind the most I think is that there were almost every band it was like there was a different person coming to sing each song or multiple times during the songs and it's unbelievable how talented those kids are yeah. like it's one thing to be able to play the violin really well or to play a guitar really well but to be able to set that down go up there just sing beautifully and then go right back and start playing your instrument it's mm-hmm. they're so talented and it's worth it's worth mentioning that you are uh, you're like you're a mariachi fan. Like you're yes. not like this is not like oh I'm going to go down there in spite of the music. Mm-hmm. You're going down there 
because of the music. Yeah, and that's uh, there was there was one point when HEB was supposed to be closing at like seven the first night, I think, uh, and I was kind of in charge of overseeing that. But Chandra had uh, Chandra Lancaster, everyone knows, her, uh, had been talking or she had texted me and she's like hey is everything going well and I was like yeah it's great and at that point I had gotten enough footage for the day I had finished all my interviews that I needed for that day so I was just sitting in there watching the music <laughs> man I was I was sitting in there for I don't know two three hours at that point <laughs> and uh Chandra was like you know that if HEB is fine, like you can, you can leave. You can leave. <laughs> and I sent her a picture of the stage and I was like, this is so much better than sitting in a hotel room. Like, what am I going to do by myself? Yeah. Um, so no, I actually, I probably watched in total six to seven hours of oh my the gosh. mariachi while I, while I was there. It's fascinating. It's so cool. But yes, big fan. Okay. So, uh, th- now it's, it's worth mentioning cause you, you, you said very specifically that it is the mariachi festival. Yes. Right. So, Correct me if I'm wrong, and you you would know better than I. I've never mm-hmm. been to this event. There is judging, but it's not like a competition. No, there is. They they have state like they're oh, do each, they? yeah. It's it's hmm. very much like the football championship. So you've got bands competing in each different classification. They mm-hmm. have the legit same UIL state championship trophy, and so they would do like it was split into four sessions throughout the two days. So basically, like. If you say a, a 6A and 5A played in the morning, and then they would take an intermission and do some awards and then that. But, yeah, no, there was a state champion from each classification. So you are playing to take home a state title just mm. like you would be at any other state competition that the UIL has. All right, I'm going to answer my own question because I'm going to look up. Uh, do you know offhand who won? No, I do not. Okay, well, see, th- then I'll have to look it up. Uh, okay, so the state, they've already got the 2021 um, uh dates up there so telling uh, you man february 19th to 20th beautiful <laughs> um so you uh let's see the the oh come on where is it okay select session we'll go to saturday the late session uh it looks like so yeah they, they give out they much like with marching band it looks like they mm-hmm. give out like the ones twos ones, and threes, twos and threes yeah. Yeah. right the three like the three is, is the highest yeah, one is the highest one okay. yes okay, one is the highest as a former band kid yes yeah i was gonna say <laughs> you need to uh need to know so it looks like uh, the only team I'm seeing here that got all ones are two of them. Looks like uh, Roma High School, the Gladiators, mm-hmm. uh, as well as McAllen High School, both got uh, both got uh, uh, ones, uh, all ones across the board, uh, which is uh, pretty impressive. Uh, okay, so do you have a do you have a specific uh, um, do you have a specific memory that you're going to take from this uh, from this event that? Uh, that you're gonna be like, yeah, that's that's what I remember about my trip down to the Rio Grande Valley for the State Mariachi Festival. Aside from <laughs> you now demanding that you go to everyone. <laughs> yes, that is a big one. There was one day I went to uh, for lunch. I went to La Mexicana something like Taqueria or something like that, and I absolutely feasted. Mm. Like I was to the point where I was a little bit in pain. Like, mm. oh, God, I ate too much. So after that, I didn't have any more interviews to do after that lunch. And so I just went there, and I was so full on tacos and just <laughs> listened to the mariachi. It was awesome. Like, I remember thinking in that moment, like, this is cool. I'm at work doing this. I should I should also <laughs> mention, hold on, we got to get make sure we give out the, the shout-outs, because that was just on the last session. There were four sessions over two days. And so uh, other teams that got uh, all ones, uh, straight ones, were Grand Prairie Fine Arts Academy, Los Fresnos, uh, Northside, uh, so I presume that's Fort Worth Northside, mm-hmm. um, maybe. I'm trying to think if there's any other Northside. I think that's the only one at least that plays football. Uh, Ed Couch Elsa, La Maquina Amaria, 
um, and then uh, Loreto Cigaroa got all ones. And then on Friday, uh, it looks like uh, Edinburgh Vela got all ones, mm-hmm. as well as, let's see, uh, Rio Grande City Grulia got all ones, Sherilyn got all ones, uh, La Jolla, and Edinburgh North. La Jolla was really good. I remember seeing that. La Jolla was good? Yeah. Okay, nice. yeah. Uh, and then they hand out, I'm, I'm looking at this all um, all on here, they're, they're giving out, uh, they give out key performers and stuff like that. It's a really cool event that I think that, uh, you know, we talk obviously about football on this show, and mm-hmm. a lot about high school football, but, you know, it's important to remember that the UIL does a lot of other stuff besides oh, yeah. including like a robust music uh, thing, and I think people probably know about the state marching band competition at this yeah, point, that, right? I mean, yeah, yeah that, that one's more enough known. kids uh, Enough kids participate and like, you know, kind of, I mean, some football players mm-hmm. play band too, so like I'm, I'm assuming that's just kind of well known. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't know about mariachi till like a few years ago. Yeah, so it's pretty wild. Or even that, like probably like last year. So, thumbs up, thumbs down. Would you recommend a trip to UTRGV for the state mariachi? Festival? Oh yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was absolutely awesome. Like I'm pretty sure too that my mom was like, if you get to go back next year, I'll 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 fly down and and just carry your cameras or something she's like i just want to go see it like it was it was really really cool and really a big shout out to everyone who was there with the uil and um the rgv the utrgv people were absolutely awesome the school of music was there obviously that was one of the interviews um in that thing but everyone was so welcoming which of course is always how it is down in the rgv but it was really really cool that they were like oh, you like mariachi music? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, come on, let's give you the full experience. So it <laughs> was it was really, really cool how welcoming everybody was and how excited they were to, to see us down there. Awesome. So. And so you'll be back next year? Uh, I am fully prepared to fight anyone who tries to uh, say, oh, I'll go down to the mariachi. Instead? Yes. Yeah. Or we could just start doing the show from there. That would be the <laughs> preferred option. That'd be wild. Okay. We've also it's got... February. Th- February's not a bad month to, <laughs> to do wacky stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not the throws of uh magazine yet yeah quite yet yeah. so that's probably the last time also there's the piece out on uh we t- i talked to coach gilpin mm-hmm. with the uh, mission veteran memorial and there is a video out on our youtube page and i think it's on the site right now too um about what it was like for him to get to coach his son lander who was yes. the 2018 texas mr texas football player of the year so that is out go watch that it's a it's a heartwarming story, and then I am almost done with my uh, what does the foot what does football mean down in the RGV piece? Yes, so we've uh, got a couple more coming out. Our resident Valley stand, Ashley Pickle. Thank you for your correspondence, and thank you for your courage of going down to the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, I would do it all over again. And now we go to <laughs> Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Oh man. Um, oh. I was not prepared. Oh, no. I was way too oh, hyped. No. <laughs> there oh, no. we go. Okay, let me see. Um, oh, yeah. Earlier, Josh Chappa said when we were talking about February and science and calendars <laughs> and all that stuff, uh-huh. uh, yes. he said maybe scientists knew that January would be so bad that they knew that people would need a short month the next month. Which Why we've they talked just make January short then? Yeah, come on now. Because if you have a – I mean, we've – I don't no. know. <laughs> Not doing uh, it. That, that, that doesn't check out. Not doing because it. At that point, you know what, because scientists? Because of science. You know what, scientists? <laughs> had it up to here. With your scientist stuff. Also, we've 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 we have a precedent for just ignoring science completely with daylight savings. Yeah, like which like, is this oh, we're just gonna move the clock back yeah. and Do forward what? arbitrarily. Yeah, it's this Sunday. Yeah, it's this Sunday. It's Spring always on forward. forward. Yes. So we lose an hour of sleep. Yeah. Yes. Just oh, does that affect? I, get on a plane I was six and say, Does that affect your flight? Like, make sure you you oh. know that. Hey, Greg. You know why? Just cause. Just cause. Did, did I have something Science. To do with cows? <laughs> yeah, it's. 
I don't know. Did you say cows? Yeah, it has something to do with farming. I thought I had golf. I thought it had something to do with golfing. Upper class on golf, certain time. Yeah, one percent. <laughs> Always trying to get there. One percent, right. and then also cows. So regardless, plus Tony, plus Tony Phil and his supporters have something to do with this. Right. <laughs> regardless, dog. it sucks. Stop changing the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Ishmael Johnson. Uh, and by the way, this is probably that's worth a mentioning. Quote of the day. This is probably this is probably worth mentioning that this is Ish's last show until Monday. So yeah, like, I'll be uh, in, I'll he's be getting all these takes off right now. Daylight saving time uh, sucks. You're, you're Quit changing to, uh, the time. We got powers in tomorrow, but then uh, mm. Saturday, or I'm sorry, tomorrow night. I'm basically heading down, or you're tomorrow evening, I guess, to uh, San Antonio for a girls' state. The two one zero. TexasBasketball.com for all things basketball in the state of Texas. So Ish will be there mm-hmm. and um wash your hands and then give them a high five so I, i'll give you a fist pound thank you cool. wash your hands though <laughs> don't touch Let's, me <laughs> don't touch me <laughs> that's, that's good news for us thank you for spending part of your day with us follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com for ashley pickle and ishmael johnson i'm greg tepper vince young please come get your player of the year trophy see you tomorrow on texas football today mm-hmm.